a talk comics to me production mm-hmm. if I didn't trip or get caught or say, hey, look, we're live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, welcome to talk comics to me. It's Sunday because snowstorms and stuff ruined us getting our books. We didn't get them till like Thursday. This whole week has been a pile of garbage. Yeah, this week has been weird. So, you know, we, uh, but the silver lining has obviously been comic books as, mm-hmm. as always. So. Okay, comic books and friends, as always. And uh, Heather's moving. Do you got it? There we go. Yes. All right. Um, I don't have much to say, honestly. Um, I don't really either, for once. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think we're just going to jump right into yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. You go first. Okay. Um, oh, my God. I have this cute little scout book, like I said I love the small scout books. Uh, this is Frank at Home on the Farm. This is issue number two. Um, this is a really, really weird story. Uh, this man named Frank comes home from the war. Uh, when he gets there, his family's gone, and no one can explain what happened to him. It's like they never existed. Um, but this issue is very hard to explain because I don't really feel like I have any idea what's going on because there's two different stories being told, and I don't understand what the other story is. So it's an old man who keeps going home to, I assume, his wife, who is, like, sick and dying maybe or just like not able to take care of herself very well um he keeps having these conversations with her i think it's trying to allude that like that's frank's family so that's the story of what had happened to them while he was gone Gone. but they don't they don't explain that and then the other part of the story is frank still on the farm still not knowing what the hell is going on while suffering from like flashbacks and PTSD and all that kind of stuff and slowly thinking he's losing his mind because he just keeps hearing like animals talking to him yeah yeah I can I could see that it's fantastic I (laughs) I do despite the confusion with the story I do really enjoy it um because I feel like I am living through Frank at this point because okay. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the importance of these animals. All I know is he's waking up in the middle of the night because he's hearing these animals talking and he's fighting wolves. Okay. Wild. It's, yeah. Weird. It's very strange, but like the art is really cool in yeah. it. Um, not so much, you know, my love of facial expressions and stuff. Not so much the way that the people are drawn, but the way his surroundings are drawn and right. and the way that the animals are, I guess, interpreted. I don't know. I, I, I enjoy it for what it is, but I'm not expecting much from it. Okay. I get it. I understand. Yeah. It's just, it's highly entertaining. Um, maybe because of how confused I am. <laughs> I don't know. But it is one of those where I'm just like, cool, like... I can't wait for to know like what's what? happening. Like I can't wait to see what happens next because uh, I have theories, but I know none of them are right because I just don't understand. Yeah, I mean maybe you do. I it's very possible. It's you know I learned how to time travel yeah, through exa- watching dark. Okay, so exactly. I mean. <laughs> like you can learn about animals yeah, talking through here for sure. And if a pig started talking to me and like spoke my name, I'd be like, "Is this real?" <laughs> Did I take drugs? What is happening? So, uh, yes, enjoyable. Enjoy- enjoyable. All right. I will go and talk about this is Stray Dogs. This is issue number one. And <clears throat> pardon me. It's like a cute little horror story. Um, more talking animals. About talking, more talking animals. Yeah, <laughs> talking dogs this time. 
Uh, it looks like a Don Bluth film. I think it was solicited as like Don Bluth meets Silence of the Lambs. Or maybe it's like it was something like that. Okay. Um, so that kind of caught my eye. and But just like something like that, the premise could go wildly either way and be really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, really liked this first issue quite a bit. Way more than I thought I would, honestly. Like I thought I'd enjoy it, but it was just like really solid like i said i I thought it could just go one way or the other and it just like really stuck like the landing i suppose we'll see as like it goes on um but the art is insanely amazing it looks very much like a don bluth sort of film if you are you know all dogs go to heaven sort of sort of business my favorite uh so what happens is this uh main character dog is it starts out she's at the vet she's getting shots and the next thing she knows she's like somewhere she doesn't know with like a bunch of dogs and being introduced to them uh she gets kind of like a tour around the house and she's just like really scared and confused the owner of all of these dogs gives her um a scarf and tells her to calm down and she takes a sniff of the scarf and gets these memories of her owner and what had happened to her owner and it had something to do with the man who owns all of these dogs and that he like had burst into the house and like attacked her owner so none of the other animals believe her and except for one other like dog and he was like well we'll find out if if our owner is actually a a killer Dang, I'm gonna have to read that because I didn't get a chance to read it the other day. Yeah, no, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Like I said, I felt like it could have gone the other way, but it, I don't know. It really grabbed you. It really grabbed me, and it could have been the art too. Like the art was just super good. Yeah, so it was one of those things where it, it I don't know, it looks so good. <laughs> I'm gonna see it because I, I did flip through it a couple days ago, but I just I didn't have a chance to actually read it. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Oh yeah, it yeah. looks like uh. Lady and the Tramp to me. Like yeah, I can the, see the that, movie. Yeah. yeah. It it looks really good. As a fan of animal animated Disney esque movies, like I'm sure I would absolutely yeah. love this. Yeah, no, it's it's really great. It looks like Oliver from Oliver and Company. I would definitely, like I said, highly suggest this book quite quite a bit. Oh my gosh, she's cute. Does she pee pee? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Just read the book a different I know, time. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, so I meet Migo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I have this cute little book called Francis. Um, this is by an artist. I've never known how to pronounce her name, so I'm just going to tell you her real name rather than than rather than the the name that she uses on Instagram, Jessica Kiofi. Um, I only know who she is because it's uh, she's my little sister, one of her favorite artists, mm-hmm. and so I had seen the name Loputin. I don't know, that's right. It's Italian. I don't know. Um, But basically, this story is about a witch who's in a coven. Her best friend is also in the coven with her. They, uh, within like the next 24 hours, they're doing a a competition type thing to see who would be the next coven leader. Um, The main character, I can't remember how to say her name, Matilia? Metalia, something like that. Um, she's basically just a drunk. She just doesn't really <laughs> care for any of that kind of stuff. She just like she knows that she's not as good as her best friend, and so she just doesn't put forth the effort. So 
Um, instead of, again, putting forth the effort, she conjures a spirit to help her with the, the stuff. But the spirit, Francis, is just a naughty boy. And okay. so he convinces her to do all of these, like, really wild things. Um, basically sabotage her best friend. Um, it's... <laughs> I really enjoyed this story considering, you know, she's drunk the whole time and she's like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this kind of thing, but she does it anyway. And by the end, you know, she gets kicked out of her coven and it's, it's basically about discovering who you are by yourself, which I, I really liked the whole idea of it because it ended in a way that I was not expecting it to end. Mm -hmm. And it's her just being exiled and going into the woods and being like, well, maybe this is what I needed to do the whole time. All right. It was very cute. I enjoyed it, and I loved Francis because he reminded me, like, if... I don't know. He reminded me of Loki. Okay. Like, the just naughty things that he was just doing for fun because he was just like, yeah, this could be fun. Why don't you try this? It was great. I really did enjoy it, um, and the art was just incredible. I I knew it was going to be, but, like, what, reading it and seeing the story form was really cool. Mm-hmm. Because I had never seen any of her comics or strips or anything before. I'd only seen, like, just plain pictures. So I, w I didn't know how the story would be told. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. It was, a, it was a quick little read. So if you like good art and drunk witches, I guess, just do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I have November. This is volume number four. This is uh, Matt Fraction, Elsa, Elsa Chartier. Chartier? Also, Char 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 I can't, I, I can't do it. It's okay. Char Chirardier? Chirardier. That's close enough, probably. Yeah. So sorry. Uh, Matt Hal Halsing and Matt Halsingworth. Uh, I guess Kurt, Kurt, Anki, 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 Ankeny. Ankeny? Oh, my God. <laughs> We're just having uh, a bad yes, time. Just sorry if I just murdered your names. I will become a school teacher someday so I can murder other people's names as well. Uh, this is the last trade of the series. Um, it's about three different women who are caught up in a crime spree in, on a November night. And this wraps up all of their stories. They all kind of have, I mean, it's not necessarily a happy ending, but it is, they don't die. Not a one. Not a one of them. Not one of them dies. <laughs> okay. uh, the I really do just, I love the colors quite a bit. I love the art a lot. Because uh, isn't it each story is a different kind of color scheme? Is yeah, that her? Or just like little each section. Yeah, like right. each uh, character kind of had like a different color scheme okay. representing yeah. them in a way. That uh, is cute. Yeah. I just, it was a really good like crime noir story. And I just noir. like. Noir. <laughs> nor uh i just really love the way that it like played out and just i don't know ended so i didn't know what to expect right and i i think i went back and reread um the first two when i read the third one when it came out a few months ago so it was still pre all pretty fresh and i don't know it's still like it's one of those books i would like to go back again and read them all at once just because they're all kind of quick reads but it's just It'd be interesting to take in all of the three stories all at once. Right. I need to read that because you definitely, you recommended that a couple times. Yeah, no, it's just really like, I don't know. It's got that like pulpy feel to, you know. Uh, also, now I have Department of Truth. 
I don't I forgot about <laughs> Heather, this. Heather apparently did not get this issue. Uh, this is a guest artist. It's this uh, Elsa lady. So got a two different styles of her like art, but like mainly because the colors are different. Yeah. So that was like one of the things I was actually looking forward to in this issue. But this covers the his- history of like kind of how Lee ended up in the Department of Truth. Um how these people have been how like different people have been working to create false narratives throughout like all of history this particular issue like i said i had to do some research because i didn't know who the fuck charlemagne or like king charlemagne was so i had to like go back and like read a little bit about him because that's basically what this issue is about is about like, the history of him I mean, it's just an issue. <laughs> it's just the one issue? Yeah. Okay. Is, um, there, is there a reason for it? Like, is there... I think it was just, like, one of... I know they're doing another guest artist as okay. well on a different issue as well. So. I didn't know if maybe it had something to do with the story they were telling And I here. think it does have something to do with the story okay. that they're telling here. Because the story, this particular story, I think, would not have, like, benefited from Martin Simmons' Simmons, I believe mm-hmm. is his last name, art, art. Like, I don't, not that his art is bad. I do, like, enjoy his art throughout all of the Department of Truth. I think just for this particular thing, because it is about uh, Oswald reading this, like, very ancient text, and that is, like, the style of art she has put through, like, in the story itself. Right. So, I don't know. That's my that's my personal opinion about it. Okay. You know, we can all have different opinions about <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying I'm going to still justify, like, if if you don't like it, I'm still going to justify why I may like it and why, you know, the benefit is there and why somebody else might, like, like you not feel the same way as I do, but they can also take in, like, oh, yeah, there is, like, a benefit to, like, this particular, like, art style within this issue. Okay, I'll read it and I'll become <laughs> the determining factor Yeah, you'll here. be our middleman. Yes. Uh that all of that ramble was for Patrick, just in, just in case you're not on Instagram Live with us. Uh, but yeah, I really, I particularly like this issue. I did really like having to kind of go back and like think about history and like figure out how this, like it does a good job of explaining things, but also I just wanted to know like how this fit in with like the scheme of what they were talking about. Okay. Interesting. I like reading about Charlemagne, so I'm excited yeah. to read it. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Okay, I have Nomen Omen. This is issue number 12. Um, In the last issue, uh, Becky's heart got destroyed, so technically she's supposed to be dead. Um, But she had three, in this one, she has three different versions of herself from, like, alternate timelines and stuff kind of band together and sacrifice themselves so that she could continue to exist because she's the only one who can defeat the bad in this um the king who she supposedly defeated in the last issue has been healed and is still alive so that's kind of setting up the last story arc where she actually has to kill him and she's existing without a heart okay which is pretty wild um again the art just always the art in this is just incredible uh, there's some weird, weird, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Weird sex stuff that happens that I'm not comfortable with. All right. And I feel like that has to be pretty extreme for me to be like, mm, that's not, I don't like that. 
Um, but it involves a horse, so. I not in the way that I just made it. Seem <laughs> yeah, well. it was like the way you not, just no, 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 no. That, not not like that fine. at all. It's just a it's just a very strange situation that I did not like at all, and it's because of the previous abuse that had happened. Okay, okay, that makes sense. But I'm excited to see how this. There's three three issues left. All right. So I am just I'm excited to see how this is going to end because I don't know possibly how it could end because I thought it was going to be over at the last arc where she technically died, but. All right, here we go. Here we go. We're, we're <laughs> on it now. Okay, so then now, you know, I've got Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn. This is issue number five. There is one more issue left. Um, I don't know, man. I like the art. I still just, like, don't know about this story. It just seems like it's not necessary. Yeah, no, it, it is 100% not necessary. And I don't... I mean, I don't want to ruin the ending, but there is, like, a potential animal death in here. So, I think it's just, like, they're... Smoky part of it? No. (laughs) No. Not not this time. Okay. Uh, Good. I just don't... I feel like they're trying to make me feel weight that I don't feel. And, yeah, it's just, like, I don't know. I feel like the world just feels, like, really, like, contained where this story did not need to happen. I don't feel like this universe needs to be, like, expanded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like if you are going to do it, you did it in those two, like, first story arcs. Even the first one, like, could have done, been fine. Right. I, it feels it's like just, one of those where they keep dragging it out for, like, like deceased. Yeah, they yeah. just keep dragging it out for no reason. And the first one was like, okay, you didn't you didn't need to do anything after this. Yeah, and you didn't even really need to do this. Right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, it seemed like a cool idea. But the more I think about it, it's just like, I don't, I don't know. Makes sense. And then, you know, I'm just reading this, and it's like, I don't. I don't find any joy in it. Right. Because, I mean, you don't necessarily feel a connection to these characters yeah. anyway. Yeah, no, and that's it. That's it. It's just, I do like the art and the colors a lot, so. I mean, the art is really good. That That is, I, I haven't read it at all, but that is the one thing that I can say is every time it comes in, I'm like, dang, that looks nice. Yeah, so, if nothing else, you know, that's. How many DC books am I reading purely because of the art? There's, like, more than one. I feel like mine is every DC book at this point, <laughs> just because of the art. Uh, all right, that's all I have to say about that. I don't want to I don't wanna dig on it anymore. All right, so... There's let's... nothing much more for me to say. Uh, here's something that I don't really have anything to say about. Uh, this is Chasing the Dragon. This is a... I still... Is it about heroin witches, like I thought? It is. I mean, not necessarily witches, but it's more alchemy, um, slaves, uh, heroin, which is called dragon's blood uh, in medieval times. That's what I got from it. I don't know. It's weird. Like, the art is really cool because it gives it, like, this really weird atmospheric kind of horror Mm -hmm. to it. Um, But the 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 art is so strange. I know, it is. It's so strange, but, like... I, it fits for what the story mm-hmm. is, but it's also one of those where like the art is so strange that like they keep they introduce these characters and I don't know who is who because they keep introduce but they look so similar that I'm like I I don't wait I thought this person was here like I mm-hmm. they okay, all they yeah. all kind of look the same and I don't really understand what's going on but I am gonna keep reading it because the idea is there but I just feel like they kind of. 
I don't know, introduced you, expected you to care a lot about these characters within the first issue, but then they didn't do anything to develop these characters. They're just developing the situation. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that it's, makes sense. It's, it's weird because they like killed off one of the characters that was mentioned earlier and there and it was supposed to be like heavy and they expected i think they expected me to be like oh no not this guy and i'm like i don't remember when that guy was mentioned like who is he yeah like going back and trying to figure out like okay mateo mateo there's his name like it's weird okay but i like the idea of them using alchemy to make hard drugs (laughs) i think that's cool uh it's not that we don't condone the use of hard drugs, but if you do use hard drugs, please be careful. Well, okay. Another thing, the hard drugs that they're using is also used to control them. Okay. So it's... And be even more careful because that is exactly what drugs do. Yes. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> we understand metaphors here at Talk Comics to me. Only hard drug metaphors. <laughs> Anything else, right over our fucking heads. Mm, not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now I have paranormal hit hitman number one this book i picked up because of the solicit as well because it was like sopranos meets ghostbusters and i suppose yeah there are mobsters and ghosts in this book so we love them both you get you get a combination idea is that these two uh mob guys who are really good at doing hits and shooting people in the head are recruited by this paranormal united states paranormal agency to kill ghosts because they have this like specter that this uh, specter box that can bring ghosts back and they can't die unless you shoot them directly in the head with special bullets dang so yeah i kind of like that then they can never come back like not even as just remnants of a, a spooky blob nope they're gone forever i need one of those so yeah it's uh it was a weird book i don't know if i'm gonna get the second or the next one or not it was it was fun but well eh. hold on do you believe in ghosts no <laughs> okay never mind <laughs> never mind i feel like this is i feel like we've talked about this before um, I've never straight up asked you the question, though. <laughs> I've always just assumed that you didn't because I do. So I figured that would be like the perfect balance between us. I just needed to confirm. So, okay. It's, it's been confirmed. It's not like I don't have like those weird fears of things that like don't make sense like that. Right. Like, I'm afraid all the time in the middle of the night that like when I get out of bed and go to the bathroom, there is going to be something under my bed that, like, grabs my feet and pulls me underneath the bed. Right. Classic childhood fears. Which, I, I have that, is, too. Which is, like, completely irrational because, first of all, if somebody was underneath my bed, it would take so much effort for them to pull me down underneath there. Um, this is not a movie. This yeah, is you, real you life. Plant my <laughs> yeah. And I'm not... Okay. I have that same fear, and that's why I don't care how old I am or how trashy it looks. I do not have a bed frame because I refuse to have an underneath the bed. That's a little fact about me. I'm terrified of being pulled underneath my bed. So I just got rid of the bed frame completely. Brayden hates it. Yeah, no, that's why I have a bed frame Mm -hmm. is because my boyfriend required it of me. Mm -hmm. I said, fuck you, husband. I'll do what I want. We'll sleep on this floor regardless. Mm -hmm. There's still a mattress. But yeah, uh, Paranormal Hitman, a lot of fun. 
I would suggest it if, you know, you are looking for, like, a little laugh and an interesting, like, little mob story. I kind of, I want to read that one, too. Yeah, you're more than welcome to borrow it. Because I, I feel like we had extras at work, but I can't remember. I if, think we had one extra. Okay, okay. Because I remember, like, going to look for it and, like, the other day, because I was going to read that and then Stray Dogs, but then either I got busy or something happened, or and I remember I, like, couldn't find it. Mm. So I assumed we just didn't have any, but... Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Ready? Ready to do this? Yep. This is our next comic. This is Crimson Flower. Number two. Number two. Uh, this book, like Heather and I just said before we started, is really weird, but I really like it quite a bit. Um, so it's just a woman who has a mental illness, and she is trying to find her father's killers or killer. Mm-hmm. And she also kind of sees her life and situations through uh, Irish folktales. Mm-hmm. So uh, the art the first time was like really, really jarring. But this this issue, it really, really grew on me. I think it is just because it is supposed to be just like such a story. You right. Know? And I, I was thinking like what you had said in the, the first issue that, you know, she she's schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's taking all the medications and stuff. So I kind of, when I went into this one, I was thinking like, okay, if I was my mom, how would I see the world? And so I, I think it's different when you take into consideration, mm-hmm. like, this isn't necessarily you seeing this world. It's how she sees the world through her eyes. Yeah. And I think that made it so much more interesting. But I did, I agree, this this issue, it was easier to read and mm-hmm. see than I did have, like, the first time. I had yeah. a very difficult time the first time. And I think it did a... I don't know. I might have to go back and read that first issue, too, because the art might have just taken me into a weird place. Uh, the cohesiveness between, like, the story, the story she's, like, inhabiting and, like, what she is doing was... Mm-hmm. Re- it felt more cohesive this time than it, it did the first issue. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Um, I did... I enjoyed this issue quite a bit. And it might have been just because we understand, like, what's going on mm-hmm. now. Like, this is this is her mission. Like, this is what's wrong. And this is how she's trying to rectify the whole situation. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I would, I would recommend this. You know I love women getting revenge, so. This is a cute little revenge. Yeah, no, book. it is a cute little revenge book. Max did have a great idea with getting a... Uh, bed frame with drawers underneath it no you know how many more monsters can hide in those drawers no thank you for the suggestion but i only need if i'm gonna have any i just need one i don't need one in every single drawer because they can inhabit their own spaces then like it's usually like if you have just one bed frame there's usually just one under there because only one can live in that situation if you have drawers there can be one in a different drawer because each one is like a different hole these are things i have thought about Braden suggested the same thing, and I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, no. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I have this trade. Uh, this is called There's Nothing There. Uh, this is just a, a classic Maria Lovett-drawn story. It's about a celebrity socialite named Reno um, who basically lives her life through the internet. She's constantly being watched by paparazzi and stuff. Uh, she goes to a party that's kind of like an eyes wide shut type party, she keeps saying, oh, it's a freaking orgy. Um, she goes along just for the fun because she's like, eh, whatever. But then 
she sees a ritual of some sort and she starts seeing like ghosts, like ghosts start appearing to her. Okay. Um, there's a reason for it though. <clears throat> but you know, I love Maria. I love it. I love, love her art. But my favorite thing about it is, um, remember like when you were first starting to read, was it there's something the children were where you like open and it has like the page where it says, mm-hmm. okay, so it's kind of like that, except there's nothing there, but each chapter is like in a different way. Kind of like the heroes in crisis when yeah. you would open and it was like the story, but it says the title every yeah. single, and it's all like really cool. That's the way cool. They, yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. Um, this one was my favorite though. <laughs> yeah. That's good integration. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's, it's just a, it's just a ghost story essentially. But it's not done in, like, a normal ghost story type situation. Like, it's very subtle. It's not necessarily scary. But once, if you, like, put yourself into her shoes the way that she's, like, seeing these things, then it gets kind mm-hmm. of, like, eerie. Yeah. The uh, note at the beginning from Patrick Kindlin, who is the one who wrote it, is an incredible... I don't. I wasn't expecting... I, was, I just read it because I was like, oh, what is this about? I don't remember ordering this, which is what 90% of my life is. Mm-hmm. But the, the note that he writes is incredible. It just... It summed up pretty much how I feel about horror in general. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I don't know. If you like a cult, ritual, ghosts, Maria Lovett drawn stories, I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, my, my phone has died. Oh, no. Okay, let me read these comments real quick. Oof. Dang, Patrick. Uh, so then now I have year zero. This is volume two. This is issue number four. I don't know. I thought this was the last issue, but there's one more issue left. Just wrapping up the four stories, seeing where they go. Tina Pumper. Tina Pumper protecting her town or her little grocery store and the doctor trying to get to this African village and El Topo dying. There's just a lot of stuff. It's weird. How many... It's five? Yeah, it's five. Okay. So there's just one more. Yeah. Like I said, I just, I don't know if if they do another one, if I'll read it. Like, I've had enough. But it does kind of feel like it is just, like, wrapping itself up because it is just kind of talking about, you know, how humans are the the real monsters. Yeah. (laughs) True. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I get it. So that's all I got to say about that. Good, Good little zombie story. That reminds me, I need to take Deceased off my pole just in case. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Okay. Uh, so now we both have Faith. Because <laughs> uh, This is Buffy the Vampire Slayer Faith. This is just a little one-shot, and this introduces us to how Faith has come to Sunnydale and how the Slayer, or the Council, the Watcher's Council, are kind of just, like, messing with her head. Yeah, like, actually messing yeah, with her yeah. head. Uh, they also do introduce you to the mayor. Uh, and you know, you know your face is just going to be, like, right up in the... Oh, I know. I just can't... I can't see it. It was a long message. I thought it was, like... Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, uh, it was great. I really loved it. It was just a nice little one-shot, and I really liked the art quite a bit, and I... I really, I did enjoy the fact that they give you the mayor and Faith at the same time because that was, like, a very, like, you know, intertwined part of the show as well. Yeah. I, that was the one thing that I really liked about it, too. Um, Because I I stopped reading, obviously, the Buffy series, Mm -hmm. but 
I wasn't sure how she could have possibly ended up in Sunnydale. So I liked the fact that they have like just this one issue that's like, oh, by the way, here's a little bit of her background. This is how she ends up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the art is incredible. I really enjoyed it. I just yeah. don't know why Buffy just can't have this art like straight through. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and if you want more Buffy content out of us, we will be watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer with our good friend Christopher during uh, Cool Couch Cinema. So, you know, keep an eye out for that soon. It's going to be happening. It's going to be happening. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And, you know, we're going to do our Donnie Darko versus Butterfly Effect recording tonight, so be prepared for that gloriousness. For some nonsense. (laughs) Okay, I have uh, King in Black, Return of the Valkyries. This is issue number three, I believe, of four. Um, I don't have much to say about this because I don't want to, like, spoil anything. Okay. But Jane's pretty much trying to figure out a way to break the Celestial's connection to Nolan and free the souls that are trapped. Um, so then uh, Danny, Moonstar, and Hildegard of the Warriors 3, they're, like, all fighting together to do this. Um, and then the other... Valkyrie that was released from, where was she? I can't remember where she is. I am, I am so sorry. Um, The other Valkyrie, the main one that was introduced in here, she's trying to like, you know, gather her wits so that she can join the battle and stuff. And it's, uh, it's a fight, it's a fight against Storm. All right, interesting. Um, I do... I really, really enjoy the art. And I do actually, I enjoy the story quite a bit, but I I didn't read any of the King and Black stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like I needed to read that to kind of understand the situation that they're in at this point. I, anything, Jason, Aaron, Valkyrie, Thor, Loki, done. I'll read it. Um, but I am admittedly a bit confused on this. Yeah. Like I, I understand pieces of what's going on. I know the characters. I know some of the situation that they're in, but I don't understand the bad guy they're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so there is one more. Um and then if I remember correctly, this is spinning off into their own cute little five part Valkyrie story. Yeah, I thought I saw that. Um too. but I don't actually know if it's a spin off from this or if it's just a, a Valkyrie, Valkyrie story. story. Yeah. So, stay tuned. <laughs> Figure it out together. We'll do this together, as always. That's <laughs> what we're here for. All right, so now I have Something is Killing the Children. This is issue number 15. This wraps up our little story in Archer's Peak. Like uh, the story arc, or just... Yeah, I mean, not... I mean, the story of in Archer's Peak. Like, this concludes, like, everything that's happening in the town that they oh, okay. been in okay. and killing monsters in. Okay. Uh, Erica defeats the monsters. Spoiler alert. And uh, doing so, she brings down the House of Slaughter to her, basically, and tells them that she is no longer going to be working for, like, the House of Slaughter, any of these, like, monster killer people. Uh, she's denouncing them, and she's going to go off and fight monsters on her own, basically. She's splitting from the brotherhood. Yeah, basically, yeah. She's okay. just, like, and the guy's, like, you know, like, they're not going to, the council's not going to accept this, and then she's, like, well, then kill me or get the fuck out of my way. So, I don't know. It's, uh, I really like the story. I am... Like, 
obviously interested to see where like he takes it from here because i mean possibilities are basically endless at this point you have freedom to do whatever you want Mm -hmm, at this point mm -hmm. and i just it's interesting too because you know she try basically what she's trying to do is not like murder the entire town to like get the goal of killing the monsters she wanted people to like kind of you know have the closure within as well but you know kind of things just end up fucked up for a lot of people (laughs) Even even without her killing them. I mean, that's kind of what happens when monsters are part of the deal. I, I suppose so. <laughs> that's not going to be, like, happy. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I don't want ever there... I mean, unless it's, like, a Monsters, Inc. situation. St- imagine how Boo is now, like, today. Can you imagine the state of her, of her mind? Like, going through all that, living in a monster world, and then, like, being sent back home and expected to live with humans. Like, she's not okay. I, I would guarantee she's not okay. I only watch the movies, and I'm not okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on. That was perfect. Uh, we have Marvel Voices, Legacy number one. Heather has to talk about this, because I did not get a chance to, to read it. Had a, lot, had a lot of reading going on today. Um, it's, I mean, it's just like the first one. It's just one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, six different story. Is that a separate one? I'm not sure. Um, I, was, I, I wasn't the one who read it. I, well, I thought it was six, but then I remember that it, like, has, like, an end. Like, that says, you know, it's the end, and then it has, like, an afterword or whatever. And, and then, then there's, there's like another story. One more, yeah, so six or seven stories um, written about our, you know, black superheroes by black writers. Um, I I loved it. I thought it was, it was really good. Um, I like that each story was, like, two or three pages, but I personally, personally loved the last story, and it was Storm. And I did, I admittedly, I really like the Blade one, too, just because after he saves these kids, he's like, all right, I'll show you how to use a stake. <laughs> it was just classic Blade. But, um, yeah, I didn't get the first, the... Uh, Indigenous Yes, I was one. like, I just... They did a Marvel's voice, like the Black History, the Black, Black History Month one, the Black uh, Heroes one last year, too. Did they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that either. Um, I did read this one because I was just, I was curious about it and it was all superheroes that I really enjoyed. So, um, and I'm glad that I did. I, I was very, very pleased with this. Um, the author's note at the beginning, the introduction was just really, really good. It was just really good. Um, and I, yeah, recommend this to anyone. (laughs) I just thought it was a really, really good read. Um, especially because I'm not. I don't normally read those specific superheroes. Mm-hmm. So to get like a bunch of different ones and short stories was just really nice. nice. Yeah. Alright. Uh, I have next You Look Like Death. This is issue number six. This uh, wraps up this little, little story. Little Umbrella Academy tale. And Klaus just defeats the demons that exist and becomes a vampire for a minute and decides that he is going to start a, what was it? Like a demon hunting possession removals and exterminations, exterminations and life coach business. So he decided he's not going to move home back in, back in with everybody else, but he's going to stay off and at the Academy. Yeah. Stay off and do his own little thing. 
Uh, I did, like I said, I really enjoyed this. Um, I mean, as we've talked before on the show, it's just like I like the very first story arc of Umbrella Academy. Have not been able to make it through the second one. Didn't even read the third one because I didn't make it through the second one. Right. And then I started reading this, and I actually really enjoyed this just because it, like, I like the little side story of it, and I feel like it's a little bit more goofy than this. I mean, all of Umbrella Academy is a little goofy. Right. But, like, but I, when you take that particular character, like, it's going to be Yeah, goofy. yeah, and I say it's way more lighthearted than, you mm-hmm. know, like, the rest of Umbrella Academy, which does have a fairly serious tone. Even though, you know, it, he's still doing hard drugs and stuff. Right. Stuff. <laughs> but it's just class. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> we uh, love hard drugs. <laughs> we love our hard drugs. Uh, okay. Now we have Dark Detective. This is issue number four. This wraps up this little Dark Detective story. I actually didn't read the uh, Red Hood story in there. I surprisingly did. Yeah, I was going to... Because I saw the little helmet that he was wearing, and mm. I could not help myself. I was like, what are you doing? You look like a buoy. <laughs> it's in the water. Uh, so, yeah, Bruce Wayne just tries to take down the mag- magistrate. Does. It's Bruce Wayne's Batman. Oh, he does. And Hannah and her dad are saved, rescued, mm-hmm. put into a safe situation. She swallows all the evidence of what the magistrate is doing, which I thought was badass because she's like, you can't even swallow vitamins, and I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know. Like, I enjoyed this story, but as a whole, just like all, like all of the future state, I think short of the Swamp Thing story, it just seemed like, I, I don't know, kind of like throwing you into a world that you don't know anything about, nor do you care about. Right. And I mean, even the Swamp Thing story throws you into that same world, but... It, it gives you a little more depth and care, like, throughout the issue. Like, it makes you care about the characters that are presented and, like, the world that is, like, around you rather than this that's kind of just, like, okay. I get it. I get this, like, weird robot, like, crime boss fighting world. I did. So the one thing, I, I enjoyed it, but I do agree with what you said. Like, I think the main reason I enjoyed it is just because I love Dan Mora. Like, I think uh-huh. his art did a really good job of taking the story um but the one thing that i was just like i i i hate hate when they do it it's like okay this continue or this this finishes up the story but if you want to continue it it's going to be in this series Mm -hmm. like later on in this issue so if you want to continue this it's detective number 1034 yeah and they're doing that with like a lot of those future stages yeah which like i get it i get it but at the same time it's like well why why couldn't why couldn't you have just concluded it? Like, why okay. does it have to continue into another thing? Like, you're going to give me four issues of a prelude, essentially, and then continue it into another series that I don't want to read, but I want to know how no, this, like, works out. Yeah. So I special ordered it. And then they're going to tell me that Dan Moore is just going to be on Detective from now on? I can't. I can't. I, I don't care about Batman that much. Who's writing it? I don't know. I didn't look at that. I just <laughs> I just saw Dan Mora. It was you on did. like 1034, 1035, 1036. And I was like, so is he just going to be on there? Like they just expect me to just add detective willy-nilly? Like, or is it one of those things where he's on it because he's doing like the, the back dark detective matter? That's what I was hoping. Like I thought it was like my idea was that they're just doing like one arc. 
and Dane Moore is just going to be doing that to finish mm-hmm. up that and stuff. But I don't know. I don't know because, again, I just don't really care about Batman that much. So I didn't, like, read into it. I had just seen that, like, that's where it continues. And he's also going to be on a couple more issues. So I don't I don't know. Okay. Okay. We'll have to look into yeah. it. Yeah. Because uh. I can't. I can't add detective. I don't care about detective. Hmm. Maybe maybe you will. Maybe, maybe will. I will, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll we'll move on from Detective and Batman and talk about a different uh, character that is also a huge hit in the world, uh, Wolverine. This is in issue number... He's so hot right now. <laughs> Wolverine is so hot. Uh, this is issue number 10. Maverick and Wolvie have been at this auction, and Maverick is being auctioned off. They Wolvie's there to save him, and, you know, things are going wild. And wild. He's going wild. Wild. Um, Wolverine tries to get him to come to Krakoa because he's like, you know what? It's like safe there. This is where mutants live. Meanwhile, Maverick's like, why don't you just come with me? You can be a free man. You don't have to be a soft boy anymore. Hey, cuck. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to find a way to work that into the conversation. And you did it. <laughs> I actually, it worked. No, that was on the fly. <laughs> I mean, you said soft boy, but for a second I thought you said soy boy, so I thought we were just saying that Maverick was a Nazi. Well, I don't know him personally, so he could be. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> they both go their separate ways, but Maverick's just not being like a very good friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not, you're not wrong there. He is not being. And I mean, I know they say to be like Logan the entire time is like, we've never been friends. We're not friends. We just work well together. So they're not friends. So they don't have like any loyalty to each other. But still, like Wolverine saved him and got him out of there. Yeah. And then Maverick's like, stay in your soft cut kingdom. I'm going to go work with this other person. I have to work cut more into the podcast. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we have X Men issue number eighteen. They're all over the place. Yeah, there's a lot. There's of a issues. lot of issues. Uh, this goes back to the vault. I think they went into the vault issue three. Oh God, I don't even remember issue three, issue four. It was pretty early yeah. on in the X Men run. And this shows them in the vault and what's happening in there. Uh, I was a little confused, but I think I, I think I understand. Yeah, they just they they go into the vault to kind of evaluate their situation, but like the time runs differently there, which makes sense now that I think about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Like that's how long they've been in there, but it probably doesn't seem that long for yeah, them. Yeah, and it's the machines building enemies to take on the mutants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I I understood it better than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand it until you said that. And I said, yeah, no, that's exactly what's happening. So, you know, we work well yeah, together. Yeah, this is fine. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you're reading any of the X-Men, obviously each issue kind of jumps, like, here or there within the X-Universe and world. Uh, and I think they do end up wrapping up this, like, kind of vault thing within the next issue, I believe, if mm-hmm. I've read solicits correctly. Um, that would make sense. I did. I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was interesting how yeah the time moves differently. How the machines are making like other kind of mutants almost because you know that's when Darwin takes the power from another one of their beings. It's like very confusing to her why she why 
Wolverine. Right. Confusing to Wolverine why that happened to Darwin. Right? That's Darwin? Yeah. Okay. Yep. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, I thought that was an interesting little development as well. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's it. That's Sunday. That's all the new comics we got. We got a lot. We did it. Um, I guess we should mention, too, we have joined a little Omaha podga- podcasting. We're part of a... We're part never mind. <laughs> never mind. I was in... S- no- nothing. Never mind. <laughs> part of a little Omaha podcasting collective um, on uh, Synergy Network, right? Well, I'll think about it. We'll call it that for right now. We'll leave links. We'll leave links for we'll, you. We'll explain it. Um, Champ did all the heavy lifting, so I don't know anything. I just agreed to it. I read initially what it was and was like, yeah, let's be a part of this. Um, but that's all I had to do with so, it. So, yeah, if you're listening to us on there, th- thanks for doing that. Uh, and if you're listening to us in general, thanks for doing that as well. Um, and if, you know... We'll send you those links. We'll send you them via email. Yeah, we'll send out a newsletter to <laughs> each and every one of you. Uh, and, you know, check out any of the other podcasts on there if you want. It's your choice. There's several of them. Yeah, there's a lot. And they all have, uh, there's there's different things. For different nerds. Yeah, different different flavors. Uh, so, yeah, as always, we love you. Go support your local comic book store. Support your friends, your family. Anybody who does any heavy lifting for you. Keep libraries open, please. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye. We'll see you on the flippity flip.